two of the Bill Michaels Show. How are we looking? Good stuff. First hour, we went from Lorenzo Kane and the Packers OTAs to Roger Goodell, Daniel Snyder being called on to Capitol Hill, John Gruden's case moving forward, which means the commissioner can be deposed openly, and now another lawsuit being filed against Deshaun Watson. And the woman claims that she was being paid to stick her finger in the rear end while he did certain things. And uh, it, and then it gets more detailed even beyond that. Good gracious. That's the first hour. Let's bring some sense and sanity back to the program, shall we? Uh, let's bring in our good friend uh, Mark Daniels, WNFL in Green Bay uh, on the program. Mark, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Bill? Well, we're doing okay. We're we're kind of uh, hanging in there. What a what a weird morning. Yeah, you know the whole Washington thing is just really ridiculous. You know, I think it's going to become pretty evident how Goodell and a lot of the other owners, Jerry Jones in particular, he's really tight with Dan Snyder. Have done everything they could to protect that guy, and they may all go down because of it. Uh, which again, uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. When you start to look, you got 32 teams. You got Stephen Ross allegedly paying coaches to lose. Same thing with Jimmy Haslam. You got Daniel Snyder basically giving you a hostile work environment and kiting money for himself. Jerry Jones with his own self of issues. I mean, it, this is, it's like all of a sudden all the armor is falling off the NFL, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the shield was pretty thick there for a long time, but uh, it's been penetrable, let's put it that way. Uh, whether it's, I don't want to just say the Me Too movement. I mean, what what happened in Washington, according to all the testimony there from the women that were there, it's just deplorable, obviously. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson, figuring he can do what he pleases with all kinds of masseuses, uh, allegedly. Uh, it's just... It's just crazy. Uh, you know, there was a time, Bill, I don't know if you were around in the 80s, but the Green Bay Packer team had more stories, you know, off the field and in courtrooms than they had on the field there for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, thankfully, they've gotten beyond that. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, this Packers team and the OTAs. And things have, for the most part, been relatively quiet. But give me some of your, let's just say, observations. Really like Romeo Dobbs. I'm uh, really he's, yeah. Every time I've seen the guy, and I've watched what the two rookie camp practices, and we've had two open sessions uh, during the uh, two weeks of OTAs. The guy's made plays every time I've seen him, um, and he made some really nice ones yesterday. He was, uh, you know, battling, you know, gale force winds trying to field punts, but so was Randall Cobb yesterday. I'll, you know, I'll excuse him for that. But you know, in eleven on elevens and in a two minute drill. With both the twos and the ones, uh, you know, he made some grabs. A great back shoulder on a tough catch. Uh, and then, you know, that was with Benkert. And then with Jordan Love uh, in another series a series later, two over the middle in traffic, you know, pulled him away from people. It was impressive. So um, I-, I wanted to get into when you talk about Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, obviously the guy that's got all the eyes on him. But I said all along, Dobbs might end up being the guy before it all becomes said and done. Do you think that has a legitimate shot or do you like what you've seen out of this guy? Now, granted, we're so early into this process. I think they're all going to be OK. Uh, you know, uh, the question du jour, which has been the question of the month, you know, since, you know, Devontae Adams has traded was, you know, do they have wide receivers? I get it everywhere, every day. And I said, yeah, they've got a whole bunch of them. 
and I think, you know, if it was, you know, a young kid, Zach Wilson, you know, the Jets trying to throw to these guys who are brand new into the league, I'd, I'd really have reservations. But it's Aaron Rodgers, and I think he'll find a way. I, I talked to Cobb, you know, earlier this week, you know, and I asked him, uh, or last week, uh, first week of OTAs, I talked to Randall, and I, I just said, you know, do you think Aaron really needs to be here through these OTAs and, and through the offseason spring stuff? And he goes, yeah, you know, I, probably. But then again, no, he's been around, done that. And it's just another challenge, as he put it, for Rodgers to uh, get in sync with these guys as maybe as quickly as one single training camp. But uh, we kind of looked at each other. Well, this guy's been through some challenges before, and more often than not, he's risen up to meet him. So that's kind of how Cobb is thinking about this whole thing with the quarterback and these new receivers. That's interesting because it seems like everybody wants to say, yeah, you need to be here. You need to. Get, you can't say mid-season. I'm not on the same page with these guys. When this is the time that relationships are built, and you start to learn about a guy both on and off the field, and yet nobody wants to say, "Yeah, he should be here." You know what I mean? In a perfect world, yeah, he should be here. But you know, Alexander's not here. Preston's not here. I mean, since the CBA, you know, was adopted, you know, back at what 2019, maybe for another 10 years. I mean, this is it. These things are voluntary, and and that's just the way it is. Coaches want everybody here every minute of every day, obviously. Uh, players, veterans especially, oh, man, I'm putting 10 years of doing this stuff. I don't need to do this stuff, and they don't. So that's the way it is. Give me uh, your thoughts on the, the defense, because I know as much as we want to talk about the offense and the weaponry and everything that's been predicted about it, how much better do you think this defense is? I think it's going to be as good as how they kind of finished last year i don't know if they're elite by any stretch but they were playing pretty well and and making things interesting and i think devondre campbell with another athlete every bit his size and length you know next to him and quay walker is very intriguing i think suddenly it looks like there's plentiful potential bodies on the front line alongside kenny clark and dean lowry with you know obviously Devontae wyatt but T.J. Slayton, Jonathan Ford are gigantic. Jerron Reed is really enthused about being here. Uh, that position depth has certainly been strengthened. And then there's the secondary, which I think has the potential to be really, really good. I mean, Savage and Amos have gotten 3,000 snaps together. Um, Alexander, we know about him. Coming off the shoulder, I think he'll be fine. Douglas Stokes, I really like uh, what the potential is for that defense to take another big step. Uh, you, you bring up Reed over on the defensive front. I find him incredibly intriguing and, and maybe one of the unsung signings by Brian Gutekunst this offseason or a guy that he brought in unsung-wise because I still think that guy can have a pretty solid impact because I go back to the year, and I'm not saying they're winning a Super Bowl because of it, but remember they had they had brought in B.J. Raji, they had Ryan Pickett, they had Cullen Jenkins, C.J. Wilson. You go through that list of big bodies that they had up front, and they had a rotation of guys that they could get a breather every now and then. They didn't have to be every down guys, you know, right. first through fourth down and such. And, that was and it seems like they've got that rotation. Howard Green, right. It seems yeah, like they've got the big bodies again. Yeah, he was the guy that hit Ben's arm that Nick Collins took in for the pick six. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, Santana Dotson is another one. They had Richie White, okay? And then Wolf went out and got a guy that, man, oh, you know, okay, showed some ability in Tampa for a few years. But Dotson really uh, 
melded well and and really kind of just solidified that whole defensive front as Gilbert Brown emerged and everything else. So that D-line, too, got uh, just a – I'm not saying completely under the radar signing in free agency, but Reed is – he's a second-level free agent. Nobody was crawling all over to get him. Uh, and I think, like I said, I talked to him, too, and he's, he's really enthused about – being here and uh and i and i think he could give these guys some pretty good snaps not saying a lot of snaps i don't think he's a three down every down defensive lineman but as you said a rotation that keeps him fresh uh you know look how tampa bay's building the line you know getting the team hits now mm-hmm. i mean a lot of bodies carries you a long way Talking with uh, Mark Daniels, WNFL in Green Bay, at Mark Daniels, WNFL. You can read his stuff there over on Twitter. Uh, we mentioned Quay Walker. I like him, and I, I'm i not going to say that he's going to be as good as, but he reminds me a little bit of Roquan Smith, and it's difficult for defenders to come in and be impact players as rookies right away, but Roquan Smith was able to do it for the Bears. Do you think Quay Walker, alongside Devondre Campbell, getting that tutelage, Chris Barnes there as well as a backup, not having the pressure on him, do you think he's going to be any kind of an impact player? I don't think he's as uh, mean-spirited as Roquan Swift uh, as as far as a guy that's going to blow up running plays. I think he's going to be a guy that chases things down. Uh, but I think there's going to be um, there's going to be some growing pains there. Don't forget, this guy was just a special teamer, you know, at Georgia, really until last year, a uh, part-time player until last season when he just took on the position and played great on a great defense. Now. Uh, so he doesn't, he has experience, but not a ton. So I'm, I'm really kind of hesitant to think this guy's going to just going to show up and, and wow us, uh, from that Viking game, September 11th. I think it's going to be a, a real process for him. Uh, I want to go back to what uh, Matt LaFleur had to say yesterday. Couple that with what Brian Gudikin said not that long ago, talking about, uh, David Bakhtiari, and I know the question has come out numerous times to say, but he's going to be ready, and they almost seem irritated by the question, but nobody has said, oh, David's fine. He's going to be ready to go, no problem, barring any kind of a major setback. Does, do what they're saying right now, does it give you confidence that Bakhtiari is going to be ready come training camp, or are you kind of listening to it and maybe there's a hesitation there that they're not really sure what he's going to be come training camp? You know, unless what they told us, you know, in – December last year uh, when he had the tweak and the setback. If that was another major surgery, and no one's really come out and said anything about that other than it might have been just a scope or whatever to kind of just clean up some scar tissue. But that was another major operation. Yeah, then I do have reservations. I mean, it was a year ago at this time, Bakhtiari was out there doing what we're seeing Bobby Tunyon and Elton Jenkins doing this week. And that's rehab work on the side where they're running and jumping and hopping and looking really smooth. And everyone was going, wow, Bakhtiari is way ahead of schedule. And it never worked out through the entire 2021 season. Now here we are again a year later, and he's still not doing any work. I've got some reservations, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be full go by July. And if not, then I think we're talking uh, maybe career-threatening kind of thing. But I don't want to go quite Mm -hmm. that far yet. But it's still interesting that he's doing nothing more than he was doing a year ago at this time and he was only six months removed from surgery now he's 18 months removed and he's still not doing anything 
The uh, you mentioned Robert Tanyan and where his progression is. I think they're going to rely on him when he does come back because they don't have that big time weapon at tight end like they would like to have to offset maybe what they're lacking in the wide receiver department. When do you think we're going to see the return of Bobby Tanyan before it's all said and done? Sometime October is my guess, Bill, to tell you the truth, but you are right. He is an integral part of this offensive plan. There's no question about it. Right now they've got just a collection of guys who could do a little something of what Tanyan does all over the field. He's a much more well, he's the most well-rounded tight end. I mean, Deguara's the nice little route runner. Daphne's the blocker. Mercedes is the blocker. Uh, you know, Tyler Davis, they seem to be talking him up quite a bit. You know, he's a fluid runner and things like that. Nice catcher, maybe downfield guy. But Tunyon is all of that. So really do him. And they need him as fast as possible. Then you've got a guy like Sammy Watkins, uh, obviously the veteran. I And I don't know what we're going to get out of him, what we're going to see out of him. But uh, give me your thoughts on Sammy Watkins. And obviously we haven't had a chance to really see a whole lot of him come OTAs. No, the last I saw Sammy Watkins was, uh, gee, sitting on the bench in Baltimore. So I have no right. idea. And the way they've got that contract structured, you know, if they look at him for a couple of weeks this summer and, you know, screw this, uh, you know, uh, Samari Toure might be better off than Sammy Watkins. They won't hesitate to just cut their losses. It's a very team-friendly deal. It won't take much, you know, to swallow what they did to get them. So uh, Watkins is really on a, on a prove-it kind of situation uh, in the Packers' eyes and in my eyes. I mean, he's he's had some nice seasons, hasn't stayed healthy, but he's clearly been on the decline the last two years. Not a good sign. Do you look at him as a guy that gets rejuvenation because he's working with a guy like Aaron Rodgers? He's finally got a quarterback that's accurate, that can put the ball into a small window, can give him opportunities? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, Yeah, I think there's uh, something to that. We really haven't had a whole lot of uh, guys like that come in, you know, and just get rejuvenated by Aaron Rodgers because it's always been guys they've, you know, drafted and developed at the position. Uh, that have risen to, to stardom and, and and big money and all that sort of thing. So this is kind of a little different twist, and uh, and I think it yeah behooves Watkins to uh, to make the most of this opportunity with a really really good quarterback. Great stuff as always, Mark. I appreciate it. Uh, look forward to seeing you up there real soon when I get a chance to get up to uh, either an OTA or a camp. Okay. All right. We'll see you, Bill. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. Mark Daniels, WNFL in Green Bay. You can find him over on Twitter at Mark Daniels, WNFL at Mark Daniels, WNFL. Joining us on the hotline, giving us his thoughts and the lowdown on the Green Bay Packers and what's going on OTA-wise. Did not get into the whole match. I I think everybody's going to pay attention to it at some point. Everybody's going to watch a little bit of it. We're going to wait and see if anything controversial was said. It's going to be analyzed. It's going to be scrutinized. It's going to be over-dramatized and... Then uh, then comes Thursday and Friday and Saturday, and we move on with our lives after the fact, and we wait and see if for the mandatory minicamp, Aaron Rodgers shows up. I mean, that's going to be what it is. There you have it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake. Uh, they were just featured on CBS 58 in Milwaukee, and a beautiful place. The patio is now open. The docks are now open. And uh, they've got music over there. They've got a great musical lineup. You can find Sunset Grill Pewaukee on Facebook as well. Go to Sunset Grill Pewaukee on Facebook. And I finally, finally had a guy uh, uh, that was a, a listener. He said, I, I went in and I asked Trish about the leather pants. 
I said, what was her response? You got to go do it yourself to see what her response is. But pretty funny. Good stuff. I appreciate it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. We got a lot more of the Bill Michaels show. Uh, getting after it today on this uh, on this day in which the NFL is pretty much under siege in so many different areas. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Today and you're going, damn, what was that? Akapui. Akapui. And uh, you're doing it because uh, maybe you got bed bugs? Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee bed bug pros. Those are the guys. <laughs> Not that uh, you have to, you know, give that uh, kind of a description, but uh, you know what I'm talking about. Milwaukee bed bug pros. And it's that time of year when you start to get to the warmth and the house and the attic and stuff start to move and the critters and the, and the critters and stuff. Uh, yeah, give them a call, 414-877-5811, 414-877-5811. That's the Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Um, I, I've done this in my home where the, uh, and I talked about this all the time, the stink bugs. Uh, I don't know how you get them or where they come from, but once the warm weather hits, they started to move. And so I had these guys come in, do my house. I, I haven't seen one since. I think I saw one. I take that back. I don't want to lie to you. I think I've seen one. But it used to be I'd get, you know, a bunch. And I'm not talking like, you know, one a, a day or anything. But I'd get one or two or three, four in a week, you know. And if you ever run over those things by accident with your vacuum, oh, you might as well sell the house. Holy God, do they stink. And that's the reason they got their names. So it was stink bugs. But if you travel or maybe you are a uh, property owner and you've got an investment property and you've got some people living there and suddenly you got bed bugs, uh, or roaches or ants or something. First of all, these guys are extremely discreet. They don't come over blowing a horn with a giant bug on top of their van. You know what I'm saying? And uh, then they show up and they, they get the job done. And they do it discreetly. And the best part about it, if you got little kids, no problem. If you got pets, no problem. They can do it. Okay? Don't worry about it. Let them tell let them tell you what they can do. 414-877-5811. Call Michael. 414 414-877- 5811 or go to com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com or call them 414-877-5811. And they do it all throughout the area. It's not just Milwaukee, just an FYI. So it's where they're located, but don't let the phone number fool you. 414-877-5811. Just give them a call. Um, so we had a guy in the line that was uh, so, he's like earwormed, Ben, from yesterday. He took major exception to our caller that said to be a sport, it has to have a stick, a ball, or a wheel. <laughs> and as a instigator of this entire discussion, I am very yes. proud that the people are riled up. Okay. You did, you did start it, didn't you? Uh, of course so his did. argument. So his argument would be then what? Well, he, he named all of the great floor gymnasts, uh, track stars, swimmers. To yeah. which I responded, their legs are wheels. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then you would consider like Michael Phelps, no. And when you're going against the clock, 
Does the clock play defense? Does the clock play the defense? And that would be considered a competition, not a sport, but tell that, uh, you know, Bonnie Blair Crookshank or, you know, Jansen or any of those guys that won speed skating or something to that effect. Yeah. You well, know? here's here's the other thing before I turn my mic off. I, oh, God. I was talking to my friend about this yesterday because I mentioned we had discussed it on air. So this has carryover. This this show has become the water cooler nomenclature for uh, for you off the air. How cool is that? Well, also, this is a discussion that has been ongoing since <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you when. Probably like five okay. years. Okay. It, it's a constant argument. Whenever we do an activity, we have to argue if it's a sport. So right. I, talking about extreme sports, like d- insane downhill skiing, uh, not skydiving, but all of the ins- uh, like ski jumping, you go to the X Games, all that kind of stuff. And, I, and downhill skiing as well with the gates and your turns and stuff. I argue that the gravity is playing defense on you in those settings. Then this is what we should do. If we're going to settle this, what we should do is just begin taking people's sports or whatever it is they want to ask and just give it to us. Just say chess. And then we'll tell you what it is as a big chess guy, not a, you know, as a big chess guy. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's other things that can be considered sports or what have you, and we can put them into categories. You know what I mean? And we'll just, that's our, we'll, we'll just be the judge and jury and give you the definitive answer as to what is and is not an actual sport competition or stupid. That'll be our three. If you call up and you ask us about, you know, throwing jarts off of your back porch over a tree branch and into the circle, uh, <laughs> that's just stupid. Okay? Uh, you can call it a sport. You can make it a competition in your backyard, but stupid. Uh, but, you know, we can talk about, you know, what it, like chess, competition. Darts, competition. That type of thing, you know? But we can finally end this. We'll be the judge and jury and end it all. And then you can just put it into a category, uh, whether it's a sport, competition, or stupid. And then we'll kind of kind of go from there. And uh, that way we just give the definitive answer and we argue over each one. And then we come to a, a, a consensus by the time it's all said and done. And that will be what we go with. This is something I would love to do. I figure it would drive you completely crazy. What's that? Do, do exactly what I said? Having to answer calls for an entire day with people yeah. just throwing out random lawn activities. Okay. Yeah. I, first of all, badminton with your family, stupid. Badminton as something uh, in the Olympics, sport. Still stupid. Still stupid, but a sport. You know, <laughs> you, can't, you can't deny it. But it's, you know, it is what it is. So, but then we'll, 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 we'll do that. We'll just put it, put it down. Stupid, you've got the, the, the subcategory of stupid, but a sport, if you're putting it in the Olympics. Some of the sports that are in the Olympics should not be in the Olympics. They're not Olympic sports. You know, they, they're just not. That thing when you go they, down the, the ice in the little capsule thing? The, the, uh, the luge or yeah. the bobsled? Yeah, the luge. Both of the them, luge. honestly. Okay, luge and bobsled. Are you asking me if they're a sport? No, I was just naming them as stupid Olympic okay. sports. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I got to admit, I love those. I, I, don't, I love watching it. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I, I love watching it. Do I think it's a sport? I think it's a competition. <laughs> it's competition. You're falling into the trap again. I don't mind. That's okay. 
Um, I will, though, if anyone disparages chess, I will come to chess's defense every day of the week. Chess? Long-time chess, chess guy. Um, yeah, chess is a competition. It is. I would say it's it. more mentally taxing than, than anything I've ever done. I think the determining factor could become then if you have to sweat. Oh, if you look at some of the people I was playing against in tournaments as yeah. a little eighth grader, uh, they were sweating. But a not... fat, drunk slob is is not a, a, an athlete. There was sweat involved. <laughs> they were sweating. <laughs> Say that. Oh, it's You know, it's, it's like that kid, like, like uh, it, oh, God, here we go. Uh, this is from Anthony. He says, what about the spelling bee? Spelling bee is a competition. That's it. Uh, he says there is sweating involved, oh, only for the kids that pass out. And I, we shouldn't laugh, but we do. That I'll never forget. <laughs> we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to pull it up. We're the one kid. I, I, he, they ask him a, a word, and he goes C or whatever the how the Albert was to spell it. He's like C H, and then he starts to go. <laughs> he just goes down. Oh, I have it. It just becomes overwhelming. And I, I have feel it, but so I should bad for this kid. I, I feel so bad. I have it, but I should not play it. What's that? The actual spelling? I no, I like found the audio of it. Oh, okay. We used to play we used to do the spelling bee on my show. We you know, years ago we used to get into that and then put the words up on the program to see if we could actually spell them. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd bring that back. Yep. Yep. Um, Patrick says, if uh, you can pull a muscle, break a bone, uh, dismantle your will, it's a sport. <laughs> and by the way, Brandon says, if you don't think uh, cool, uh, uh, bobsledding isn't a sport, go watch Cool Runnings. <laughs> See, if, Bob's, if your point of reference for bobsled is a movie with John Candy and... Maka trying to teach these guys how to bobsled. That's that's your point of reference. So, <laughs> oh, you're killing me! You're killing me! Oh God! Oh God! Here we go. What about the hot dog eating contest? You just said it. You called it a contest. It's a competition. You, the, you do sweat. <laughs> I will say that. Are the hot dog you, sticks? Yeah, you you. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, what about water polo? I don't even know why that exists. <sighs> I don't know why it exists. Stupid. <laughs> um. Well, no, it's it's soccer in the water. I mean, it would it would be considered a sport. You know, it's as if we're dubbing it some higher than higher than high, you know, giving it a title. You know, these sports of water polo. What about regular polo? You know, when the athlete is really the horse, horse racing, they call it the sport of kings. It's not a sport. Your fat ass king ain't doing anything. You're throwing down some ducats on it. That's it. The horse is doing all the work. The jockey has something to do with it, but no. No, when when something else is, well, I can't say that because the jockeys do have to guide the horse. I got to maul that one over. That would be like saying our race car drivers, athletes. They have wheels. 
They have wheels. I, I would say yes, and, and the only reason I say that is because I have driven a race car, and it is it is physically grueling. And I can't imagine doing a 500-mile race. I, I just I couldn't do it. Um, I would say yes because the video game is hard as hell. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. The video game is hard as hell. I was cramping up in my biceps. The thumbs get tired. Oh, my Come on. God. Yeah. Oh, holy mackerel. We're, we're getting it all now. All right, let's do this. Final segment of the show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.